0: During this week's CU Press Lunch and Audio, you're going to hear from head coach Mike McIntyre, quarterback Sefo Lufau, and safety Tedrick Thompson.
1: All right. I, um, uh, Nichols coming up this week um, is a uh, team that lost a heartbreaker last week um, and uh, had an opportunity to win it. Uh, they're a team that has an athletic quarterback, a um, little bit of an option-type look to them, um, and then also uh, defensively, They're more kind of an eight-man front um, type of defense. Uh, And so uh, our our kids got to get ready to play them. I um, make sure we accomplish what we need to accomplish and keep moving forward like we are. Um, And uh, going back to uh, our last game, what was exciting to us, Um, that's the second week in a row that we've gone a game without a turnover or without a sack, um, which is – and that's only been done 18 times in the history of the school. So now we've done it twice in a row. So if we keep not turning the ball over and, and, and being able to not have sacks, now of course a couple of them is because Cepho has become a better athlete. And that's not because he's a better athlete, he's just in better shape and his back's well and he's moving well and he sees, the, he sees things and he's able to get out of trouble. So that's helped us and uh, he's taking care of the ball, doing a great job there. Um, so, and our running backs are too. So it's, it's exciting. We're causing turnovers on defense. And uh, you, know, the, the, you always hear it, but last year, we were minus 10 in the turnover ratio. Um, this year, we're doing really well on that side of it. So if we come out of the game with cause more takeaways and have less turnovers than the opponent, we got great opportunities to win football games. Because uh, our talent level is to a point now that we can stay with all these people and be able to finish games. Um, the year before, we've only played three games. We've only won two. Um, but compared to last year, we actually put away a team before and then we actually came from behind and really had two opportunities to win the game and, and, and finished it off and did it. Um, those are two things we did not do um, uh, last year that we've done this year already. And so I think that shows that those young men are starting to completely believe in themselves and be able to, to play under pressure and, and, and finish under pressure. So now we've got to keep doing that. Um, and. Uh, as we go throughout the season, so I'll Mac, take any questions at this time.
2: Yeah, Mac, I uh, was going to ask this several asked the same thing to you. In recent years, you guys have had opportunity to learn from mistakes in losses. What changes when you have a game that's a victory? It kind of validates what you've been teaching these guys. But what lessons, or how does that change in terms of the learning process? Well,
1: I think that uh, as you go over corrections now, um, we always Sundays we we'll go over the corrections, and we. Coach them just and correct them just as hard as we would if we lost or when we win. And they have to be mature on that side of it. But when you're doing that at the same time, you know, you won the game. And so there's that confidence factor that keeps building. And for for what we went through last year um, to be able to do that, these last two games, I think validates to them um, what we're doing with them as coaches. And then the work ethic they're putting in, it does pay off. Um, and I think that's a, it's a great life lesson to learn. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep moving along, and eventually if you keep doing that and, and stay positive, um, you have some good things happen. And like I said, it's only two right now, but I believe, we could, I believe for sure we'll win a lot more football games, and, and they see that and they feel it. And, um, the surge they had in the overtime – well, the surge they had when we stopped them with a minute 05 – and they could have gone down and be, and then we took it and went down and put ourselves in a chance to, to, to win it. And then the surge we had in overtime, um, our defense had played 94 snaps um, when we started overtime. And uh, the, the, the four snaps they put together after the penalty when the ball got on the 12 yard line was probably the most physical, hardest four snaps they played, including the field. The energy they had on the field goal block, I don't know where they got it from. And to me, that showed that they were going to go take the victory. They weren't going to just have it handed to them. And that's a whole new mentality. Um, And I saw them grow up right before our eyes do it. It was uh, exciting to watch. And watching it on tape, it was really exciting to watch. It really was. And then when the offense went out there and knew everybody in the country knew we were going to run the ball, and we were able to run it and pound it down there and set up and field goal and execute everything perfectly under that type of pressure. Um, And to see Diego come out there and do that after he – We missed the other one. Um, I just showed the resilience of our team through all the adversity they've been through. So that was exciting for us to see, for them to to watch and and, and feel good about themselves.
0: Coach, I have a question about the psychology um, of coaching, if you will.
1: Mm -hmm. I was a business management major. (laughs) I realize this is
0: a hopeless and really difficult question for you to answer under the circumstances, okay? But how do you tell a bunch of young kids? Playing at a small school that's lost 20 straight, and they have to treat it as, a, as Sethel said, a very tough opponent. How do you get them to buy into that and actually believe it, especially when last week they were playing the big Bible and trying to tell themselves it was just another game? How do you work on their minds to create that it's just another game mentality last week and then get them to think we're playing a tough opponent this week when statistics say
1: otherwise? I think it's true in anything that you do in life, you have to take care of yourself, you have to take care of us. And so what that means, you can't worry about if you're playing a great, you think a, everybody thinks it's a great opponent or everybody thinks it's a poor opponent. You have to do, you have to take care of yourself, number one, individually, and then number two, as a team. And you have to focus on what you need to do to execute. Um, and that, I think that goes with any business. That goes with anything that anybody says about you. If, if, so, if somebody has a good opinion about you or a bad opinion about you, you can't let it bother you. You got to go do what you need to do to be successful. Um, that's one thing we're teaching them. And then I, I I threw the same question out to the leadership council uh, yesterday. I meet with them every uh, Monday at eleven, and uh, um, they said, "Coach, show the Sac State game. Show highlights of the Sac State game." Um, I don't believe Sac State had a winning record that year. I don't think they had before that, and so. I went and showed about a minute clip of the Sac State game of them beating us four years ago. Um, I think that was, you know, they say a picture's worth a thousand words. I think that might have been worth a million words. That's all I needed to say. And uh, and they, the young men, that had played in that game were the ones that brought it up for me to play, and they thought we should. And so that's one of the things we did.
0: Coach, you mentioned that last week that the result of the CSU game, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of interactions off the field people bringing that game up to you? I know it's only been a few days. Have there been any funny interactions you've had as a result of
1: that game? <laughs> I uh, went for a run uh, yesterday um, right after practice, and so I'm running down the Boulder Creek, and uh, a really athletic guy, old, a little older than me in his late 50s. I mean, he was running like crazy, and, I, of course, I'm just <sighs> huffing along. And he stopped and he said, are you Coach Mack? I said, yeah, and he ran with me for like a half a mile. And he ran cross country here, and he just talked about the game, and he was so excited, and he was thanking me. And thank, he said, make sure you thank the players. And, and, and I, it was really, uh, a, I thought it was a neat experience. Um, and uh, he, he talked, and he, he wasn't, I mean, it was really a, a cool little deal. Uh, and his, um, his name was Ted, and we just ran along there. I'm glad he didn't keep running with because I wasn't going to be able to keep up with him. I think after a while he said, i got to turn and run faster than this. So that was a, a kind of thing that happens. Coach, you uh, you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier the physicality uh, toward the end of the game that your defense had. Have you noticed kind of a marked change in, in how physical and, and how
3: imposing
0: the defense has kind of been this year through these three games?
1: Well, you know, we didn't play as well as we'd like in the CSU game, and they had all, some things to do with that, of course. Um, and, we, and we had a few things to do with that that we didn't execute as well. But we are more physical. We're more stout. Um, You know, the fourth down play when CSU went for it um, there when it was up 14 to nothing, to me, everybody talks about that was the turning point of the game. Um, And uh, Justin Solis, um, who has had good days and bad days here, but that's the best game he's ever played here. Um, He's been working hard in the weight room. He's gotten stronger and more powerful. And, you know, he just took their center on that play and just knocked him into the running back. That's how we stopped him. And you know that type of physicality, and our other D linemen on that have done that, um, and we just have more of, got more guys that are stronger, bigger, faster, um, and it just kind of shows up on little plays like that that happen. Um, and uh, um, you know, another big play in the game, of course, was Kenneth um, pick, but probably the biggest block of the night was Cheeto Bay turning around and knocking down a 320-pound guy and knocking him and two other guys, and they've fallen down. He's able to run to the end zone. And Cheeto's gotten bigger and stronger, and you just don't think about those things. You're like, oh, that just. But those were two huge plays of what Dave Foreman and our guys have bought it into in the weight room.
4: Mike, you guys have had a lot of great depth of running backs. Those guys took some big hits yeah. tonight. Yeah. Um, can you tell? Can you talk about who's going to be available this week? What your situation
1: is there? I, I and, and I'm not trying to dodge the question completely um, is uh, that uh, we don't know yet. I know Christian Powell will be there. Um, and we'll find out about the other guys as, as the week goes along. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll, um, we will move Donovan Lee to running back. We had him ready to go in the other night. He'll, he played running back in high school. He knows it. He's played some running back here for us in practice at different times. So he'll be playing some running back for us. Um, and, uh, and then we'll just have to see at the end of the week how, how the other guys feel.
0: Is that a permanent move for Donovan?
1: Just well? uh, it wouldn't be a permanent move right now in, unless – we keep having some injuries at running back, but he can easily go at receiver, running back, and he's built well enough to do it. And, and he'll—he uh, you know, he did some of our kickoff returns the other night, so um, that'll be a, a, a move that we'll make at, um, now. Um, I, it might be temporary, permanent. Does that make sense? It just might change, fluctuate in different games.
3: Mike, uh, what are your thoughts on the passing game so far this year? I think after the record-setting season last year, I think a lot of people expected it to be as good or maybe take a step forward. It seems like it hasn't. Do you Uh agree with that? And I guess what are your thoughts on
1: it? Well, I I, I think – good question. We weren't as precise as we'd like to be early on, Um, you know, like the Hawaii game. Um, And, you know, we had a little bit of issues with um, Cephal being able to set his feet as well in that game. The last few games, we've been able to set our feet and make some plays. You know, the um, UMass game, we were able to run the ball, um, and so we never had to just go ahead and open it up like we did last year against them, which is a good thing. We were able to put the game away that way, so that kind of, and then I thought that in the CSU game, I thought we made some plays when we needed to make it there. and We um, hit a big, we hit a long one, we dropped a long one, and we missed the long one. You know, if, if you're two out of three on those, that's you know 50 more yards or 60 more yards right there and another touchdown, and we had a touchdown called back that was a great passing play, With a nimbot was blocking the guy and kind of his hand came up and knocked the helmet off, and so you catch that one and you not the other one called back. That's 110 yards of passing and you can go wow, passing attack was on. So I think we're I think we're good at we're just not having to throw it as much, um, so which to me is a good thing. Um, if we can be balanced and then we'll be better in offense and be able to, to put games away. But we made some plays on that last drive. We made some plays um, in the passing game that got us back in the football game. Um, and, uh, uh, but I still think that we need to be able to, to run the ball well. Uh, and, uh, um, but I, I definitely think if we have to go throw it 50 times a game to win a game, I definitely think we can do that. Coach, what challenges do you expect your team to face this week? What challenges? Well, I think, um, number one, um, offensively, you know, with their attack that they do, a um, little, bit, little bit of option-type stuff in it, um, and uh, them, them being able to, to do that on us, we've got to be sound defensively, understanding that. We really hadn't had a team that's done that yet. Um, and then uh, defensively, they're going to load the box up on us. Um, that's what they've showed. So um, so I think that we'll, we're going to need to be able to throw the football and take some shots, be able to take some shots downfield type thing. Um, those are the areas um, that we need to do well. And then we need to do well in our special teams. We've, we've had some big plays in our special teams and had some bad plays. We need to put a consistent full game together on special teams, and I think that will make a big difference in the game. Hey, Matt,
2: quick comment about, about Kenneth Crowley. You yeah. The guy that looks the part, Been uh-huh. getting on the bus, but he looks awful good, and, and you challenged him by putting him on. You know, uh, Rashad Higgins, uh, Dante Sharp, the best receivers on the other side. How have
1: you seen him respond in that regard? Oh, well, I thought he played really, really well Saturday. Um, you know, he had the um, the one play there where he had a double move and had the interference call. Um, but I thought he made a lot of good plays. He, um, I thought he played really well. Thought he did. I think he's improving um, daily. To me, um, Saturday night was a he played with an ultimate confidence that I haven't seen him always play with. And uh, that was really good to see. And I think it was, one of the things was he he, he rose to the talent he was playing against. I mean, um, Higgins is good, and, and Hansley's good. And I thought he was pretty much all over them every time they had a chance to blink when he was on them. And I, I was impressed with what he did. I wish he would have stayed down the near sidelines. He would have walked in the end zone. Um, but he ran across mm-hmm. the middle. we got to work on that. Stay down the near sidelines when you intercept the ball. You got a lot better chance to score,
2: Coach. You've lost two players to the uh, targeting rule. Mm-hmm. Three ball games. Are you seeing that that is having an effect on how guys are tackling or being aggressive or what's, what's Well, you you
1: cannot slow down their aggression. You just got to slow down their aiming. You know, they not not slow down their aiming. You got to work on their aiming points. But it, uh, it, it's it's a tough. It's a it's a judgment call. It's a it's a bang bang play. Um, you, you can't be hesitant, um, but it, it's good to, you know, definitely to protect the players. There's no doubt about that. Um, and uh, I, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's a tough call at times, and it's the right call at times. So, you know, it's a, it's a debatable subject right now, and I think it will be debatable all year, and I think they'll review maybe uh, uh, other ways to implement it in the future. I don't know.
5: Is there still a review going on as to whether uh, Jimmy will be suspended for- First half this
1: week? Right now he's suspended for the first half of the game this week. Who will step in for him? Uh, we'll find out when we get out there Saturday. Um, I'm just going to
2: ask you. Put uh, blank? You uh, You're having the a follow-up. senior
1: moment yeah, already? Yeah. Okay. follow up on, on, on Crawley, he, <laughs> he had a tough uh, night out of Hawaii. Yes. And, uh,
0: you know, Tedder was telling me he's really seen and bounced back and he took that hard um, what, is, what did you see Crowley do kind of bounce back from
1: that tough He is practicing. He's coming to practice every day. Uh, there's not been a day that he's taken off or where he just – his work ethic has gone to another level. And, uh, you know, out there at that spot, I think he's really starting to get comfortable. Um, and uh, I'd like to see him get some more picks, which I think he will. And uh, so he had a big one the other night. Um, and so I just – it's his work ethic and he's stronger. You know, he's gained nine pounds of muscle from last year. He's stronger. He's more powerful. So he stays fresher, you know, throughout the game and throughout practices. He's able to bounce back quicker. Um, So I think that's that has a big part of it.
3: Any other coach?
1: All right. Thank you very much.
3: All right. Questions for Sefo.
2: Do you have any
0: running backs this
6: week? I have any. any I do have running backs. I do have running backs this week. Um, that is that is not a concern right now. Um, <clears throat> we have some guys that are stepping up, um, but we also have running backs. Um, but uh, just in case, um, you know, we have some guys, some extra sure guys who will have to step up and, you know, uh, be counted on. Top. Seppel, <clears throat> you
0: said people stopped you in Safeway
6: last week what's been the reaction since Saturday for you? Um, I've kind of uh, I don't know I've kind of been hiding in my house um, I have had some schoolwork to catch up on so I've um, been doing that but um, a lot of people are happy you know and um, just like the team is and you know it's great to see you know I I really appreciate all the support that we got uh, from the fans you know at the game and even after the game uh, it truly means a lot and so um, I think a lot of people are excited right now, um, as are we, and you know, hopefully we can keep this, this train going.
2: So during the rebuilding process of this program has been uh, that you've a big part of um, the conversation about losing or, or rather uh, learning from losing experiences. How, how about a winning experience that you guys have? What, what could a team learn from what happened on Saturday against Colorado State?
6: Now, many things, you know, especially from the game this weekend or this, this past weekend. Because we did not play a perfect game, um, not by any stretch, and there are a lot of things that we could have done better to, um, I guess, make the game easier on ourselves. You know, I missed a deep ball. Um, We had a couple drop passes, um, blocking up front. Um, Just speaking from an offensive perspective, it it could have been better all around. You know, in all phases of the game. So um, you go back on film, you watch uh, kind of the mistakes you made, and see what you can do to correct them, and so that um, teams can't go back and try and pick on that when you play them coming up.
2: Is there been a validation for you guys about the lessons that you've been taught in the last couple of years to finally get over the and see some success? Uh,
6: I think so, um, but I think we want to keep going. I don't think we're really satisfied um, with where we are right now. You know, I think that we're still a little frustrated with kind of how we've been playing. You know, I know we've played better, um, but I think we expect a little bit more from ourselves, and uh, we expect ourselves to keep going and, and, and be prepared for the tough games coming up.
0: that's uh, lost a bunch of games in a row, does it test your maturity as a team to stay focused and make sure that you don't um, play down and just make sure you take care of business?
6: Yeah, I, I think I think it definitely tests the maturity of a team um, in any sport, um, especially for this team. You know, I think that they're still a good team, even though their record says that they're 0-2. You know, they're going to be really uh, fired up to come up here and play us, and, you know, we have to come out and, <clears throat> and perform just like it's any other team. You know, you can't take... Um, Nickel State lightly. Um, from what I've seen on film, they're a good team, and you know we'll have to come out ready to play. How
5: high is the team morale right now, coming two wins in a row and also you know the big win in the rivalry?
6: Uh, morale's pretty high. You know, I think that a lot of guys are still um, you know pretty happy with you know finally getting into a close game and being able to pull pull it out, um, which is great to see. You know, and everyone's excited to get back to work um, and excited to get ready to. Play nickel State this week.
0: Obviously, like you said, you can't overlook them. But in the UMass game, I'm sure it was enjoyable for you guys to see other guys that practice every day, get out there, and get some reps. Is that a goal for guys like you to get, you know, a Jordan Gurkey and a Kate Abse to get out there? Is that something you think about going into a game like this?
6: Definitely. Uh, yes. Yes, in the fact that you expect to execute um, to the point where. Uh, you're moving as an offense up and down the field um, because we believe that we're a really good offense and that we shouldn't really be stopped and we shouldn't stop ourselves. Um, that's probably the only thing that we believe should stop us at any week. Um, but we just want to be able to execute. Um, and I think against UMass, we did a really good job of executing and moving the ball up and down the field, which allowed uh, other guys to get in, um, which obviously is the goal every week, but you know it's not always going to happen um, due to many circumstances. But um, you know you always want to try and get teammates in.
3: Uh, you talked about this team can play a lot better and maybe you're a little frustrated. Offensively, where is this team's execution and is it where you think it should be or are you guys a little behind your
6: I think it's up and down. You know, I think that uh, there's been peaks where we've been really good and then I think there's other times where uh, we miss something here or there, um, which kind of hurts the offense. I think we do a really good job of once we get a first down, we kind of get into a rhythm. Uh, which really helps us and helps the tempo of our offense, which I think uh, really hurts teams, especially teams that come up here into Colorado and and plays at altitude. But um, I don't I don't want to say we're behind the curve. You know, maybe we're on the curve or, or going forward. I just think we need to be more consistent um, uh, as an offense as a whole, because it's never just one position uh, in a game that just continually messes up. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a pass here or a drop here or a miss block here. So um, we just got to hone down um, on all our fundamentals and be ready to go every play.
4: you talk about what you have seen on the field with Nichols State that you feel like they do well?
6: <laughs> yeah, totally. I think their DBs play really well. Um, they play a lot of single high, <clears throat> which is kind of crowd in the box. So um, but I definitely think that their secondary is kind of their strong point. Um, They rotate a bunch of guys back there, and so uh, we'll have to be ready uh, for a couple of different things that they also throw at us.
5: If I'm not mistaken, uh, Diego is one of your roommates. Yes. How how excited were you for him uh, to finally
6: get that? Very excited. You know, I think that especially for him uh, to kind of get the, I guess, redemption shot because, you know, he uh, messed up on the uh, end of regulation. There it is. an uh, interregulation regulation, missed field goal. Um, so I was happy for him to get a redemption shot and happy for him to make it, um, especially with his parents here. You know, it's a, it's a great moment for him and for him and them. Uh, so uh, just ecstatic for him, you know, to kind of hit the shot.
5: For people who don't know him on quite that level, what can you tell them about Diego as a person?
6: Uh Diego is really quiet. Um, you know, he almost didn't live with us. Uh, I think one and a half years ago now, and but uh, he slowly, slowly opened up to us. Uh, he's really witty. Um, please he's very camera shy so uh it's kind of hard to get him out there but um he's a great guy uh everyone loves him and uh just call him Rico Suave over there pretty the man
3: so I think that cardari he passes in the run out
0: of there interceptions that's assigned the maturity and are you seeing the ball better the field better in the defense as agility in the backfield all those things
6: I think it's a combination of everything you know I think that Having a strong running game, you know, kind of opens up the passing lanes a little bit more. Um, I haven't been sacked, I think, in the last two games, um, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a testament to the line doing very well up front for me. Um, and I just think I'm being smarter with the ball. You know, I think there's a couple of times where the, the play's not there, and you just you just end up throwing it away. Um, you know, which is kind of frustrating because you want to make a play, but you know, sometimes it's the smartest smartest play to make.
3: So how do you guys resist the urge? not to look ahead human nature is a powerful force. I know you guys got to focus on each week, but it's gotta be hard not to look ahead to us.
6: Uh, I don't think it's hard. You know, I think that coming from from this team where each week last year was a dogfight, um, no matter who we played, you know, I think that you have to respect each opponent that you come up with, uh, come up against each week. And, you know, Nickel State's a great team, you know, I, People will say, ah, oh, this is, you know, an easy game or anything like that. But um, I think they're a good team, and uh, we have to come out ready to play. You know, I think they'll be jacked up and, and pretty excited to come out here and ready to play. And so I think that, especially on offense, we have to use our tempo and, you know, push it against these guys. They don't have uh, a lot of rotation up front in their front seven. and So I think if we push the tempo here and, and put them away early, um, it'll be really beneficial to us. Um, but, you know, we're, we're focusing on this week and uh, this week alone.
2: Hey, Seba, how, did, uh, how did Sam do a left tackle last weekend,
6: first start? Uh, he did very well. You know, I think that uh, f- f- from what I saw in film, you know, he didn't really lay a lot through. You know, obviously he'll make a mistake here or there, but that, you know, everyone does that. But you know, from from what I've seen uh, in that game, the game before, you know, and even last year when he played against UW, um, he's done a very good job. You know, I trust him, and I'm not really worried about my backside.
3: That game, a lot of people sort of felt that the game on Saturday maybe revitalized or re energized the rivalry between you guys. Do you have any sense of that, or was it
6: just another game? It's a rivalry, you know, but, you know, when when I just say it's just another game, you know, I don't want to have people just put, you know, a lot of extra emphasis on it, you know, because to us, we have to go in with a calm and, you know, just uh, not put more on it so that we're just focused um, on the game at hand. to me, you know, you just go into it as another game just so you can you know, just stay focused on it. You know, I don't want to blow anything out of proportion. You know, even when you go into a championship game, you know, which I think is every week, but if you go into a championship game, you want to, you know, go into it as a calm and, and focus so that you're not worried about uh, putting extra worry on anything. Anything else
0: for up. Thanks, guys.
6: Thanks,
5: Seppo.
2: Kendrick, could you talk about defense over three games and what kind of improvement you've seen as
4: opposed to last year? And where is it coming from? To compare it to last year, I just feel like last year we didn't communicate as much as as much as the defense. and I feel like this year we're communicating a lot more. And, you know, being our third year with Coach Mack and bringing in Coach Levitt, I just think that, um, you know, we believe in what Coach Mack is saying and Levitt bringing that NFL like mentality to us. We believe in what Leavitt's saying. just us communicating more and us believing in each other more. That's why our defense is, re- is able to create more turnovers and just have a lot more fun this year.
0: you kind of walk us through the block kick. But did you see <coughs> that, that earlier in the game and some, as something you could attack? And yeah. you know, did, kind of Were you scared at all to not get a penalty going over those guys?
4: Uh, nah, um, well, We always work on block kicks in practice, and that's something I do in practice a lot. But, you know, the guys I try to go against Nimbot, uh, it's always Nimbot and Sean Irwin, so it's kind of hard for me to get over those guys. And because I do it in practice so much, it kind of turned over to the game. And then earlier we called that game after they try to go for a PAT, and I like mistimed my jump. So uh, right before that play, I asked Coach Champion to let me go, and I was just able to like time out the jump right. So that's really what happened. You mentioned the, the, the NFL mentality
2: that
0: Coach Webber we all know what the NFL is, obviously, but what do you mean when you say NFL mentality that he's
4: bringing to this? Um, Just the little things like running on and off the field, you know, uh, getting on your teammates. That's probably one of the biggest things. I think the last two years I was here, uh, some of the, our teammates have just let us get away with, like, certain things, like little things like, like not running off the field, not watching film. And now uh, on the defense side, I know on the opposite side of the ball as well, but really on the defense side of the ball, you know, um, a lot of guys are – or holding each other accountable. Start like Ko is always on guys. Addicts is always on guys. You know, uh, on defense in the back end, like Kenneth Crawley. You know, when we're not running to the ball or something like that, he's always on it. So, I think that's what I mean by that. Just you know, watching film more and like holding each other accountable.
2: More professional.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly.
3: This team had not won <clears> like two in a row. This team being you guys since like the beginning of the 2013 season. Now that you've won two in a row, just talk about, I guess, how it makes you guys feel.
4: It uh, definitely brings us a lot more – we're a lot more confident now and we believe in ourselves and, you know, we just got to keep it going. We can't, you know, take a step back. And every game is important just like this game is important. And, you know, we just can't take a step back. We just got to keep fighting and keep doing the things we're doing to, to ha- uh, go on this two-game winning streak. And um, it's just a, definitely a lot more fun when you're winning. You know, guys connect more. Guys have more fun in the locker room. It's way. It's just way better than, than losing. Tedrick, how is the
2: targeting rule? the way you play
4: um well to be honest during the game I don't really you know what I'm saying I don't really think about it I think if you think about stuff like that you're gonna you're gonna like go helmet to helmet and stuff like that so I don't really think about it but it kind of does change the way you you approach the game because the referees are so you know they want to call it to obviously rep- uh, protect the receivers um, like the hit the alpha lobby had uh, a lot of people think that was a legal hit and we all think that was a legal hit but just sometimes like out of the rest of hand and like the game's going so fast so you can you just can't think about it you just got to go out there and play coach
3: mack uh, said earlier that he showed you guys the some clips from sacramento yeah. state loss uh, from a couple years ago
4: uh-huh.
2: um,
3: did the guys in the locker room kind of get the message to not be taking this game
4: for granted yeah definitely because you can't take any game for granted especially us you know every game's important and um, this game really too, because they have a lot of great receivers. I think people are like sleeping on their receivers. And they got some very fast, athletic receivers, and then their quarterback, he can throw, but he can also run the ball, you know, really, really well. He can beat you in the run game and the pass game. So, on defense side of the ball, we can't sleep on their, uh, on their offense, and they have a, a big old line too. That's another uh, great thing they have. So, and showing us the Sac State team, the Sac uh, State film was great because he said um, that year Sac State only won three games, and I think Colorado was favorite to win that game. They ended up losing, and. Um, just talked like I talked to CP, you know, uh, he said that there was no way they should have lost this game. And we can't. That's how we got to approach. It. We got to approach it like just like we did last week. We got to have that intense focus in practice and intense focus in the game. And we should be fine. Uh,
3: you had a really good year last year until you know, that brutal injury. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean to you? How important <clears throat> has it been to you to start the year off strong like you
4: have? Um, it means a lot, you know. Um, uh, I think God put people through certain situations. And when I got hurt last year, you know, I was upset that I couldn't play. Um, uh, it was killing me that I wasn't able to travel with the team and stuff like that. But I think God, you know, put me through that for a reason. And I, now I really cherish every game, every play. Um, it's still sometimes times where, I, like, um, of course, everybody don't want to go to practice. It's still sometimes I wake up. But I always, like, think about, think back to that hit. And, like, it kind of gets me going because, you know, uh, football means a lot to me. And just sitting out really hurts. So I think that's why I have the type of year.
5: Having. Is there some uh, kind of trash talk that goes on within the DBs about who's got interceptions or not? Do you feel like you have to get one to catch up with a
4: couple of those guys? Uh, on the low, yeah, like not during the game, but like it comes out of out of nowhere. Like uh, Carly's my roommate, so he he say it like here and there. But I think it's just fun, though. Like uh, it's com- like we're competing against each other, but at the end of the day, uh, it's all still just fun. Like we have to create those turnovers to give Cephal and the offensive ball back. And um, at the end of the year, though, I know. I know it's going to be a competition. Like when we go to the banquet and stuff, like to see who has the most interception, especially in the defensive back end.
3: Have you uh, <clears throat> have you caught yourself? And I know your coach would hate hearing, hearing you say this. And yeah. If you don't want to be honest with me, I get it. But uh, have you caught yourself thinking ahead to what's next? And if you had to like kind of say, no, don't think about what's happening in two weeks Focus on Human nature is hard to fight and I
4: would think that would be what You're talking about like towards the Oregon game or yeah. towards the... Um, you no, know, sometimes, but you know, I stop myself like like quick. Like I, like when I'm watching film, I'll see... Only time I really think about it is like when I'm watching film and then I'll see Oregon like right beneath and I'll see like the rest of the conference, but like I don't really like... I haven't watched Oregon film or anything like that. Like we really focus on... Uh, Nicholas State because like that's a, that's a big game for us. and like I said earlier like they got some players that can can like really change the game for them so like I don't really like to be honest I don't really look like like look into the future until it's there because I feel like once you do that you know you're you're not gonna fo- have as much focus as you should on the on the upcoming game so I don't really focus on it to you be know, honest. With you. Anything else? All right, thanks, Cedric. Thank
3: you. Thanks, man. Thank yep.